Um, good morning. Welcome to Ruby. What's up? How are we doing? Good morning. Say it back. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's for my sake. Um, so we are uh, right in the middle. Actually, we have, let's see, one, two, we have three more topics left after this week, and then we'll be done with our series. So we'll end the beginning of July. So we're actually over halfway done, if that sounds far off. We're, we're actually going downhill now. Um, but I'm so excited um, to talk today. Just to, just to remind us, if you weren't here uh, last week, um, well, actually, first, if you haven't been here, we're doing a series called Back to Basics, thus the thing on the wall. And, uh, and what we're doing is we're taking basic Christian practices, and we're spending two weeks, two weeks on each practice um, and we have a podcast, Ethos Church Podcast, so I won't, I won't break it down, um, I won't be too elaborate, but what we're doing is we're just taking basic Christian practices and going, hey, first, why do we do that thing? And then on the second week, we go, how do we do it, okay? So first week, why? Why do Christians do this? What do we believe about Scripture? What do we think's happening when we do it? Um, just to remind us, some of us to learn for the first time, some of us to, to remember why we think it's important. We've covered things like prayer and Bible and worship and Sabbath, and now we're in confession and repentance, um, but then we take the second week to get really practical, okay? And on the second weeks, we, we get really practical via group discussion. So if, if you're new here, um, we're gonna ask you to do something that maybe you didn't expect to do on a Sunday morning, and I think it's gonna be okay, all right? We're gonna do it together. We're gonna be strong. We're gonna be all right, okay? Um, but just to recap, last week, we talked about confession and repentance. We kind of laid a biblical precedent. Again, listen to the podcast if you weren't here and you wanna catch up. Um, but just to kind of remind us, we believe confession and repentance is really important because it draws us closer to the heart of God. It helps us cultivate and maintain intimacy with God. It gives us a deeper understanding of God's genuine love and kindness, okay? Um, and then, because Scripture instructs it. So, and we really believe in confession and repentance. And, uh, but this is a thing, as I was thinking this morning, I was praying in the back room, and I, I just felt like, God, my heart I need the, like, we just speak to my heart real quick. I've got a lot of things that I know I want to say. Actually, that reminds me to get my notes. <laughs> um, I was like, God, I have a lot of things that I know I, I want to say, um, but my heart, what, what are you saying in my heart right now? Will you speak to me? And I think what I was feeling in my heart this morning was what we're going to talk about today really goes against our natural desires. Like, it's just not in us to love, to go like, hey, where am I wrong? And help me change me, right? Like, as much as that sounds nice, when it actually comes down to the moment, we don't live in a culture that goes, we're gonna expose some things that you don't want to be exposed, and then we're gonna help you change, right? That sounds nice, but when it actually comes down to it, right? It's like, no, I'd rather keep my junk, the stuff that kind of I'm embarrassed of or ashamed of, I'd rather keep that locked tight in here, right? And, but I believe that if we'll take courage and we'll step into obedience with God that this conversation, confession and repentance, speaking out what goes against God, speaking out the things that are, that are dark in our hearts, sin, wrongdoings that we've done, we speak that out, but also repent, change our ways and step closer to Jesus. I really believe Jesus will lead us into real freedom and real life. Like I believe there's a freedom and a life and just a... Um, where Jesus says, like, uh, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I believe he really fulfills that when we confess and repent, like, that you really get to see it. Um, but it's gonna take our participation. 
It's gonna take us being bold and courageous and trusting him at his word that when we confess that we will, we will take on his blamelessness, his righteousness, that we will experience the life and life that Jesus has to offer, okay? And so we're gonna start out um, with group discussion. Before we break off into groups, I wanna give us some ground rules, okay? Um, so one, uh, we wanna be in groups of three to five, okay? Three to five people. Um, if it goes more than five, I'll come in and like lovingly say, let's make this two groups of three instead of one group of six, okay? Because the point is your participation, because I went to this event where I was learning how to train people and I saw this poster that just stuck with me that said, you remember 80% of what you discuss with others. So when we get in groups and they're too big, you don't actually get to be a part of the discussion. So groups of three to five is what we're gonna stick to, okay? Um, secondly, um, for some of us, this is gonna be new and you're gonna take courage and get in a group and you're gonna feel scared and nervous and we're just all gonna agree, we're gonna respect whatever it is you say or choose not to say. Okay, none of us, this is not a time for apologetics. We're going, actually, I disagree with you. I hear what you said and you're totally wrong. Let me, let me tell you why, right? That's not gonna be what we're gonna do. We want this to be a safe place. So if you're going here and you're like, I'm new, this is weird, we're gonna be hospitable. We're gonna be good listeners. Does that make sense? Okay, um, and then thirdly, you can always click opt out on that email via this is the email, getting in groups. If you need to opt out, it sounded good. I saw the image and then delivered it wrong. I'll fix that at the next gathering at 11. So, um, but if you want to not be in groups, of course do that. If you wanna just stay in your chair, if you wanna go to the back, it will not be weird if you're like, I'm not feeling communal right now, all right? That's okay. Um, I do think there's something to be taken advantage of when we get in a group. I think, I think it'd be a good thing. So, um, right now, we're gonna make this our living room. We're gonna make a mess. Watch out for cups on the floor. But I wanna invite you to get in groups of three to five right now. And if you, anyone's in your group that you don't know, please introduce yourself. In fact, look for someone you don't know and invite them in. So right now, start making a mess. Circle up your chairs. Groups of three to five. You can do it. All right, here comes the question, okay? Um, so growing up, what was your understanding of confession and repentance? Like what was your view on confession or penance? What came to your mind? What was that like? All right, so just talk about that together. What was your understanding of confession or penance? What did that mean when someone said it? Go ahead and, and share with each other. Good, bad, all of it. Okay, we're gonna do about, about 30 more seconds. All right, begin, begin that really smooth transition sentence. Slowly fade into nothingness. Weird way to say that. Um, <laughs> I had a few people that have been here for a while that know me well that were like, that's not it. That's not what to say. Thank you for church discipline. Um, I'll confess that was wrong. Thank you for confronting me. All right. Um, I want to take some time to, to talk about um, just some practicals, okay? And, and some of this might feel obvious, all right? And, and it may just be a reminder, and that's great. For some of us, it might feel new, okay? Um, but I wanna talk real quick about who, well not real quick, but I wanna talk about who, what, and when, and then we'll do a group discussion, and then I wanna talk about how, okay? Um, so who, what, and when. So we're talking about confession. Who do we do this with, all right? Um, so first and foremost, confession is done with God, okay? Um, so in the, in the privacy of your life, you know, Matthew 6, Jesus talks about the inner closet where no one can see you. That's a great place to have a healthy rhythm of confession. And we'll break that down more as we go. Um, so first and foremost, don't skip that step. Like talk to your heavenly father. Um, like anybody that you're close with, if you would sin against them, you'd, you'd go and, and tell them directly, right? And so um, don't skip that step with God. It, it, it sounds so obvious, but to have a regular rhythm 
of telling God what's on your heart, um, where you sinned against him. But then secondly, um, I think this is really important to do in community, okay? To, to not only confess with God, but there is a power, there is something helpful and strengthening about also telling someone you love and trust. So who is that, who is that person? So James 5.16 says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now this verse is coming specifically talking about healing, uh, but as James is talking about it, he says it's, it's important that when you're gonna enter into the presence of God and ask for something, that your hearts are clean, like that you've cleared the air. And so, but he, he doesn't just say, so hey, go into your like private areas and confess, then come together. He actually says, hey, confess to one another. Like tell each other what's going on, all right? Confess your sin. And so if this is something we're gonna do, who should these people be? Who are we confessing to? And this is gonna be mind-numbingly obvious, okay? But I, I just wanna say it out loud. It can be helpful. So um, one, it should be someone that you trust will genuinely like listen to you. Like someone that you just trust when you're talking to them, they are attentively listening and you feel free to talk. Does that make sense? <laughs> that can be easy for some of us. Some of us, we have friends that can be really difficult. So it's someone that we can just speak to. Um, but secondly, it should be someone who we trust will point us to Jesus and his word, okay? Someone that we just trust it doesn't have to be perfect, but you just know their heart. They're gonna point you to Jesus. They're gonna point you to scripture, right? That's what we believe our authority is, is, is Jesus our Lord and the word of God. So they're gonna point you to Jesus and the word. Number three, oh, by the way, I'll email you any notes, any slides. I emailed you this morning, Scott. I got it, I remembered. I forgot and then I remembered. All right. Um, number three, someone, this, this is big, especially, yeah, this is big. This is huge, you won't believe what I'm about to say. Um, number three, someone who has a healthy balance and understanding of grace and truth, okay? So, so I'm gonna start preaching a lot harder if you keep that going. That, that gets, I'm like, yeah, we need grace and truth. Am I right, church? Um, um, so we need grace and truth. And so I, culturally speaking, I believe culturally, right? We're all going to be different, but our culture would lean on the side of, guess which one we'd probably err on the side of too much of? Great. Yes, that's exactly right. Like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But healthy confession that leads to repentance has a healthy uh, balance of grace and truth that goes, hey, when you confess that you were wrong, you were correct and that you were wrong. And, and, and let's talk through how to walk into true life and truth. So you need to trust that they're not just going to say, I love you, I hear you, it's all good. They're going to be, hey, let's, let's pursue freedom together. Let, let's, let's follow Jesus. Let's step deeper into his ways, his works, um, all that. So grace and truth. Um, ideally, this is in the context of an iron sharpens iron situation or a someone's discipling you. So what I mean by that is it's a peer-to-peer -peer situation where you're on the same page, you're in a similar phase of life, you're in a spiritual place spiritually. Age-wise, that can vary, right? I can talk to a, I'm 28, and if a 24-year-old, if I feel like we're on the same, like kind of same space spiritually, that can be a peer-to-peer -peer confession and repentance. But ideally, you're not confessing to someone who is, um, I don't know how to say this, um, not where you're at spiritually, okay? Um, they probably don't have the wisdom and the discernment to speak into it. So I would encourage peer-to-peer, -peer, iron sharpens iron kind of vibe, or someone that's your mentor that is discipling you. Um, I'd probably go, that's option 1A. Someone that you go, they're older than me, 
They have more experience than me. They're wiser than me. That's who I want to confess to, right? Um, but also, peer-to-peer is great. Like, I've got brothers that I regularly, in the context of just friendship, am confessing sin to because they're on my page. They're going to help me walk into truth. Does that make sense? Okay, so, so iron sharpens iron, peer-to-peer, um, or someone who's discipling you, mentoring you. Early on, it is helpful and okay to have a DTR with this person, to find the relationship, you know? Like, usually it's only in the context of dating. We're gonna use it in the context of confession and repentance. So, so it's okay to go, hey, I wanna start this thing with you, this rhythm with you, all right? That's a good thing to do. So it won't feel organic. I'll get into that later. Okay, so advice for the listener. So in an ideal world, some of you are doing this with others in the Ruby. So I'm gonna, we're talking about those who are gonna be confessing, but also hopefully you're gonna be in the position to also listen. So if you're the listener, if someone is confessing sin to you, a couple of pieces of advice, all right? Listen to the person talking and to the Holy Spirit. Just the minute someone's confessing, something really neat is happening. Just know that that's true. It is human nature to hide, to keep things in the dark. So when someone is confessing, something cool is going down. The Holy Spirit's at work, okay? And so listen to them attentively, but also listen for the Holy Spirit. Um, secondly, meet them with grace as Jesus met you. So there's a difference when someone's confessing and when you're confronting, okay? So when you're confronting, you might have to go and be like, hey, you haven't confessed this. I know this is going on. We gotta talk about it. You're still gonna do it with grace, but the posture's a little different, right? But if someone's confessing sin, that's a big deal. That's very cool. That's a good step. And so meet them with grace. The same way that when you came before God and said, man, I messed up for the thousandth time and he forgave you, that's, that's, that's the first instinct that that should be in all of us as listeners, okay? So meet them with grace. Speak identity and encouragement. Number three, speak identity and encouragement. Remind them of their, uh, that they are a son or a daughter and speak encouragement. You guys know I love Hebrews 3.13 and this is so applicable right now because it says, encourage each other daily so that your heart may not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So that tells me that living into that scripture is perfect timing when someone's confessing because encouragement speaks against, break down, breaks down the hard heart that's been hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Does that make sense? So encourage the person confessing, pray with them and point them to scripture, all right? Pray with them and point them to scripture. Okay, so that's the who. Do we feel, does that make sense? Are we all good? All right. Um, let's move on to the what. What? What do we confess? We confess sin. We defined that last week. Um, podcast, shout out. So, um, but I encourage you to be really transparent here. Do not be vague. I got <laughs> so many of my guys, when we, when we start early on, like confessing sin, they stay so vague. Man, yeah, I've just been struggling, man. I just need prayer. I'm like, what are you talking about? That doesn't help me at all. It doesn't help you either because all we know is you're struggling, but that's everyone always. So who knows, you know? But I would encourage you to be specific. That is hard, all right? Especially when the sin is like, it's, we don't like it. It's just ugly. It's embarrassing. We don't like to admit that we struggle with it. But it helps, all right? Specificity is helpful. So if it's, if it's something like um, selfishness or pride or lust or unforgiveness or greed or gossip or bitterness, whatever the Holy Spirit's convicting you of, bring it to light. Think about it like uprooting something, all right? You're not just like chopping down the tree at the stump, like you're taking all the roots out. And I believe the more transparent we are, the more we're getting to the root of what's in our heart. I've just seen this be true, all right? So words like lust and greed are vague. 
They're helpful. I've been struggling with being greedy. I've been struggling with being selfish. I would encourage you in a healthy confessional relationship, take that a step further. What are you literally talking about? Speaking that out is what's helpful, all right? The enemy does not want us to go to repentance and specificity helps lead us to repentance. Okay, that's good. I'm gonna try, I didn't have that in my notes. I like the way that sounded. Um, all right, so this happens in the context of friendship and conversation, all right? So um, if you picture like, um, like the mafia confessing to a priest like, and just like listing all the sins and he's good, then he goes off like, you know, that's not how it works. We're not just like going and like listing off sins. This is in the context of friendship, all right? Uh, ideally, this ends up being in the ebb and flow of just natural conversation, all right? Where it's just happening in, yeah, in just like a normal way. Okay, so thirdly, when, when do we do this, all right? Um, regularly, all right? Regularly, this is gonna change person to person, work schedules, rhythm, everything kind of moves around. With God, I would encourage you to confess instantly, immediately, as soon as it happens. Like, just right then and there. That's the cool thing about God, he's just low-key always with you. And so, that's helpful. You don't have to worry about like, oh, is this a bad time? Because um, he's you know, infinite, and so it's awesome. So, confess regularly with God. I cannot encourage this enough. If the sin is habitual and it's, the, it's like the 9,000th time you've done it, like confess immediately, pray out loud, repent, all right? Now with people, this is obviously gonna be a little different, um, but whatever regularly is, I would at least weekly. Weekly is just a good idea um, because like, you know that scripture where Jesus is like, hey, even if you lust after someone in your heart, you've already done it. Right? I think what Jesus is doing there is not making you scared of how sinful you are in your brain, but he's helping you get way ahead of sin, way ahead of calamity. Like, hey, at, get to the root of sin. And the more often we confess, the less time roots have a chance to dig deep in our hearts. Does that make sense? So with friends, with people, with your mentor, with your, whoever's discipling you, doing this regularly is helpful, okay? Um, for me, this happens pretty organically. It's a normal ebb and flow thing. Um, I don't have to like set up confession times with my friends. However, at the start, this may be something you have to do. And that's okay, all right? Um, just a heads up, starting something like this, if it's not already in your life, will be new and it will eventually feel normal, all right? We have to embrace that. That anything new, like I, one of the things I do to, one of the things I say when people are asking me how marriage is, I'm like, it's amazing. I still don't feel normal yet and I'm realizing I'll never go back to the old normal. And it's a hard thing to explain. It's really ambiguous, but like you just kind of feel like you're finding your balance with like, oh wait, I live with someone else now, always. And that's just a new normal. And that's how all normals are. One day I'll go, I can't remember what it was like to be single. I have no idea what that felt like, but that used to be my normal, but now I have a new normal, right? It's like that with everything. And so with confession, when you're talking to people, be ready for it to feel weird, um, but it, it'll feel awkward at first. It'll eventually feel organic, all right? So just embrace that, okay? Does this make sense about how often to do this? So when you're having that conversation, hey, I really wanna start this rhythm, it might feel weird, but over time I'm trusting this will be a very normal part of our friendship and it will be awesome. So anyway, so I wanna have a, a discussion question again to just kind of dismiss us into, um, yeah, just want us to talk together. So question number two, have you ever tried anything like this? Have you ever tried it and what was your experience like? You don't have to get too specific if it's like super vulnerable, but like if you've had a terrible experience with this, share it. Um, if you've had a great experience with this, share it. But I'd love for you guys just to share with one another, have you ever tried this with people and what's it been like?
all right? So let's talk in our groups about what our experience has been. And you might go, no, I've never tried it. That's fine. Um, talk about that, uh, that one movie, Avengers, and the, you know, it's, the series is over or whatever. All right, go ahead. Was it awkward? Was it helpful? All the things. All right, get that last sentence out. Bring it back. Boom. Oh, you guys are awesome. Hey, thank you so much for participating. It's amazing. The 9 and 11 both, everyone's like in. And I know this is so abnormal and weird at first and maybe the whole time. I hope not. But just thank you guys. It, it takes, uh, I saw new faces today and I can't tell who's doing who's not when I'm actually watching the conversations. And that's very cool. So anyway, thank you guys so much. Um, now we're going to move into the how. Um, and I, I just want to say this real quick. At the end of the 9, I was thinking about this. A life of confession and repentance, early on, it feels like, and this is what I'm destined to forever. I'm always confessing the same thing over and over again. But the aim of confession and repentance is freedom. Like, you will, you will find freedom, like, in Jesus. And you're not destined to confessing the same thing over and over again. That thing that you can't let go of, you're not destined to that, I promise you. And I say that, like, as a testimony. Like, there were things that I was just pretty sure was my life, and I found real freedom, and it's, I don't know, I just, confession and repentance is not a life of, man, I suck. Like, that's not what that is. It's a life of going, man, I fell short, Jesus is sufficient, we're walking together, and I'm getting on to newer and newer levels of life and freedom, and it really happens, but it does have to come through confessing sin and actually trying to turn from it. Like, that's, that's how it happens. So we're gonna feel some resistance, but it, it really is, Jesus really fulfills his promise that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And, and one of the ways we get there is confession and repentance. So um, let's talk about how. I wanna show you guys this tool. Oh, you might recognize that shape. From the logo or whatever that's called, the back to basics thing. What's amazing is I came up with this idea, right? These shapes at like 11.30 on a Saturday night. That's where I, all my thinking happens. I do not sleep before I teach on Sundays. And I thought of these shapes. It turns out it was, it was a Jason Mraz album cover, if you've seen the Jason Mraz album, except there's one other shape on that album cover. I removed the, uh, the yellow, whatever that one was. But anyway, um, it's called Love. You can look it up. I did not steal that, but I guess I improved it, hopefully. So I come up with this thing, and then it turns out that I want to build it on Matthew chapter 7, um, which is that hearing and doing scripture, which is about if, you, if the doers of my word, like the guy who builds the house on the rock, this tool I'm about to show you is out of Matthew chapter seven. And it existed before I came up with the series. Look at God, all my accidents ended up just coming together and looking on purpose. Anyway, so never mind. God, that story was a waste of your time. All right, anyway, so I wanna talk about how. How do we actually do this? The first few things we've kind of already talked about, um, but this, is, this conversation, this tool right here, is for something much broader than just confession and repentance. It's for any time you feel God speaking to your heart or in your life. Like when a God moment happens, it's, it's encouraging you to listen and then put something into practice, like Matthew 7 says, okay? For today, this God moment, we're gonna narrow in and go God moments are when you're convicted of sin for today's conversation, all right? This is that moment where you do the thing and you realize, whoa, that that was sinful, that was dark, that was against God's heart, that's not what he has for me. Does that make sense? So we're gonna narrow it down to, to confession and repentance, okay? So the first word would be hearing, like we hear in Matthew chapter seven. Like this is the people that hear from Jesus. 
And whenever we have a God moment, whenever we realize something's went wrong, the first step is to actually take that moment significantly, seriously, and reflect on that moment. So some moments deserve more reflection than others, right? So whenever you flip someone off in traffic, reflection won't last very long. You're like, I kind of know what's up. I probably shouldn't have done it. (laughs) Reflection piece is over, right? Like, I get it. But there's other moments where you're gonna see symptoms, some like ugly things come out of your mouth and through your mind. And it's gonna take you sitting with God and going, God, something's up. I need to reflect on this, like with you. This reflection happens with God. Like, will you just help me understand what's the root here? What's going on down here? Why is this happening? Like, will you help me see it? Next step is discuss. So this is that confession piece, like confessing sin to God, confessing to community, okay? I think we've covered this really well, so I'm not gonna sit here too long. So uh, another word for hearing here could be confession. This is the kind of the confession side. Are we all good here? We feel, is this fine? Any questions? Okay, this next part, is where we get real, real good, real spicy, okay? Um, it's where we go into doing, or, or another word for that could be repentance in this conversation. This is when we, we, we don't just say something's up, we actually turn, right? Because in the New Testament, like we said last week, repent meant to turn and go a different direction. It's not neutral. It's not saying stop. It's saying stop, turn, walk, right? So when Jesus said, repent, the kingdom of God is here, he was going, hold up, time out, follow me, which means a change of direction. So that's what we're moving into. All right, this is the change of direction. So um, the first word for um, repentance is plan. All right, so to come up with an idea of how you are actually going to turn from your ways, okay? Um, And and as I was thinking about this, this is something that that hit my heart actually years ago. I didn't know when it'd come up again, um, but here we are, and I'm really thankful. I think God put this in my heart for a reason. So I remember I I was in bed one night going to sleep, and God just like lit a fire in me and he gave me the words prayer and practical as a means for overcoming sin, okay? It's so, it's not even that profound, but it it really hit my heart hard because I remember I was in this house church, this guy named Alex was talking about Ephesians chapter six and he said something that blew my mind. So Paul is talking about, hey, our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's in the heavenly realm, spirits of darkness. And then he starts breaking down. He goes, put on the armor of God, right? And so he's in prison at the time. So you can imagine him just looking at a Roman soldier and going, all right, remember the helmet of salvation, the breastplate. And he's just looking at a soldier going, what could that be? What could that be, you know? And so as he's talking through it, he talks about the feet that are like shod with the gospel. I can't remember, shod, is that even a word? The gospel feet, all right? And as Alex was talking through what Roman soldiers would wear on their feet, he talked about how they would have these like spikes, almost like cleat-like on their shoes. And the reason they had this was that in battle, they could take steps. And when someone came against them, they would hold their ground. They were firmly planted. But we often think about armor, especially with the enemy, as defense. But the shoes were designed that way to be offensive. So you could take another step and not give up, like not give any ground. Take another step and you keep advancing. And Alex said that and I, like my mind just like blew up. And I was like, whoa, this whole time I've been reactive to sin. I've been reactive to temptation. So I pray I'm aware of temptation when I'm being tempted. I pray and I'm aware of sin when I've sinned. That's reactive. And what I realized was, no, you don't put on armor and go, all right, I guess I wait until someone comes like with a club or a sword, right? Like you put on armor because you know you're trying to advance, like you're trying to accomplish. And so I realized like, oh my goodness, prayer, repentance is a proactive mindset. Now, obviously at first when we're repenting, we're reacting, right? Because we've sinned, so we're confessing, we're repenting. 
But I believe repentance is where we start being proactive. So this happens in two realms, prayer and practical. So on the prayer side, all right, that, that 2 Timothy 4.2 scripture I'm referencing at the bottom there, or sorry, you're over here, right there. It says, Timothy, preach in season and out of season. But I wanna encourage us to pray in season and out of season, specifically against temptation. If we live a life that only like acknowledges the Holy Spirit when we're feeling the heat from the enemy, like we're often just failing and then telling God it happened, right? But I learned, I put this like little, little thing on my, on my dash and it covered my speedometer, which wasn't helpful. But what it said was prepare and advance. And so what I started doing was I would park my car somewhere, see the sign and go, oh, I'm in my car. I'm not tempted to gossip, to slander, to lust, to be prideful, to be self. It's just me and my car. This is a perfect time to pray against these things. In every season, we got certain things that are just coming at us. We just, we keep slipping into it. You know, it, it can be deep, it can be shallow, but we're like, man, I keep doing the thing. I keep being this person that I don't wanna be. And I just wanna encourage us, when we're repenting, we're making a plan, make a plan to pray, both when you're tempted, of course pray then, but also when you're not, get proactive. God, I'm in no way tempted to do the thing I keep running back to. So when I am, help me to know what's coming. Help me, here's what I'm gonna do. And I would literally talk with God about, here's what I'm gonna do. And that's when it slid into the practical side. I'll start talking to God and go, here's what I'm going to do practically. So on this practical side, all right, this is where rubber meets the road. All right, this is where what gets exposed is how bad you actually want freedom and it kind of falls on you. Like I talk to guys and, and they're, like, they're like, man, I just prayed about it, I'm so sorry, whatever. And the minute you're like, well, what, do you, what did you do in the physical realm, right? Because you're not just a spiritual being, you're a physical being. So what are you doing in the physical realm to help you get freedom? I'm just gonna pray, man. That's not gonna be that great. Like scripture says, flee, flee temptation. It means get your feet, move them one in front of the other at a rapid pace run away from the temptation, like physically. And so we start having that conversation. I feel like sometimes we're, we're fighting a losing battle because we're only treating life like it's only spiritual. You have a body, right? There are certain environments where you feel tempted and certain environments where you don't. There are certain times of day where you feel tempted to do something and other times of day where you do not feel tempted to do that thing. There are certain people where when you're with them, you feel tempted to do a thing. When you're not with them, you don't feel tempted to do a thing. Does that make sense? So it's so important that we make this conversation practical. This will expose the ugliness of your heart because you won't want to get too practical. Because if you get too practical, you'll probably just be free. And that doesn't sound as good as you think it sounds all the time, right? It's like not kind of like the like sin thing, right? So I would really encourage you to think about it. I had someone tell me the other day, or actually this is like a year ago, but they were like, man, it was like two years ago. Like I'm addicted to shopping. I'm addicted to it. Like it's just a thing in my life. It's like, let's get practical there. What time of the day? Is it when you're on your phone? Like, when is it? Okay, well, when you're driving, I'm assuming you're not shopping there unless you're just like super addicted, but like be careful there, one. But if you're driving, hey, that's a moment as you're driving to begin praying about it and to be getting really practical. Man, what, what mood am I in every time I shop? What's the mood? Am I stressed? Am I worried? Do I feel like I'm not enough? Am I still single? What in the world? That always stresses me to think about it. All right, Amazon, let's do this thing. Same day too, I'll add $6. I'm cool with that, I get whatever. You know what I mean? I got guys that like, that we're dealing with lust. We live in a, guys, we live in a culture that loves broken versions of sex so much and it's addictive and it's terrible. And we also live in a culture where guys are so chill about it. And it's just dark and gross. And so guys are, I'm not saying that to condemn us. I'm just saying like, it's Satan like on full display. 
And I have guys confess to me and I'm like, hey, let's get practical, all right? What room? What time? Are you tired when it happens? Are you stressed when it happens? Do you need to sleep in your car? Do you need to burn your MacBook? I'm serious. What can you do in the physical to find freedom? Help yourself out. That's what it means to get practical. It's like every time I'm with these people, man, we're gossiping. Every time me and my boys get together, we talk about that dude. All right, well, bring it up or stop hanging with them. Every time I'm with them on a Friday night, we get shwasted. We're all a little too tipsy. We know it's cool. Every now and then we'll hook up. It's all right. No, it's not. Stop being with the people. Bring it up. Go somewhere different. Stop going to Broadway and expecting different results. All right? Like, do something different. All right? Get practical. Don't just stay spiritual. All right? Otherwise, you're just like, oh, I'm sorry again. My bad. You're not sorry. Like, that's not what sorry is, right? That's the little toddler saying, I'm sorry I hit them. The parent turns around, they hit him again. It's like, that wasn't sorry. That was just getting caught, all right? And so let's turn confession into repentance. Get practical. And so if you're having conversations with someone, help them out. If they're confessing to you, hopefully they're already coming with some practical planning. but, But help them out. Go, hey, when do you pray about this thing you're confessing to me? Like, this is the seventh time in a row. And that's okay. I'm not condemning how often you're struggling. But let's just think about it. Let's change the approach, you know? If you're driving down a road and you hit a pothole and the seventh time you're driving down, you keep hitting the pothole, let's figure out how to take a different road or just to be aware of it, right? So we don't have to hit it again. And so help people have those conversations. Be grace-filled, but be truth-filled. Hey, let's figure this thing out together. I had two guys that aren't here for this one, so it's not nearly as helpful, but they were at the nine. And it was fun to go, hey, we have these phone calls. I just had one on Friday. Let's get, anyway, okay. Help your people get practical. I could, I could go so much longer and I would just be repeating myself the whole time. Um, so um, get practical. And, and I would encourage you, if you're confessing, if your person that you're confessing to doesn't know how to help you get practical, help teach them how to help you. And then everyone wins. Okay, so anyway, don't just leave it in the prayer, but be proactive in prayer too. It's when the spiritual and the physical come together. That's where I found freedom. It's when they're, I'm thinking about both of them. So I'm, God, help me. Like it's 2 p.m. I'm with my coworkers. I have, everything's gravy. I'm good to go. But later on, I'm with these people or I'm at this place by myself. And every time I'm in this area, it's just hard. Help me be aware. Is there anything I need to change right now? Do you guys get it? I'm kind of beating a dead horse, huh? But you get what I'm saying. All right. Next step is act, all right? That's just when you do it. This is a really hard step, all right? Simple and easy are not synonymous, all right? This is a very simple step. Put your plan into action, but it's very difficult. This is where you feel the flesh, all right? You're gonna feel resistance. It's your natural inclination, all right? Like as a dog returns to vomit, that's just kind of what we do as humans. Even when it destroys us, we go for it, okay? So be aware of that and do what you can to put it into action. Now, on whatever level it helps you to have someone checking in with you, I've had accountability partners go south um, because it's just, it's like a text accountability partner and that's fine for a season. Um, But it's good to bring someone into the loop that you're gonna see regularly. That's just gonna help you. Um, So they'll help you move that plan into action. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Let me make sure. I really got off my notes there. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we're done. Get out of here. Have a good day. Uh, No, Um, so I want to lead us into communion. And I I really believe that I think everything we're talking about today is full of of truth. Like this is like biblical stuff and that Jesus has given us this so that we can have life and freedom. And because this is from God, I believe that as I've talked and as you guys have discussed in your groups, there's been some moments where your heart's been like, whoa, I needed that. 
well, I need to put that into practice. And so for our last discussion point, I'm gonna invite us, it'll be kind of messy, but to go grab communion, come back, get in our circles and just share over communion, man, here's what's sticking out to me. Here's a step I wanna take or here's a spot where I'm asking questions. Here's a spot where I feel tension. I don't really know about this, whatever it is, but just share what's on your heart right now after we've had this conversation. And then have one person pray and take communion together um, and and Daniel and and the band will lead us in worship. Is that cool? Um, So go ahead and grab communion. We can go ahead and stand up. You guys can talk together and then we'll pray or you'll pray in your groups after you have a discussion Um, and then Daniel will lead us into worship. It'll be good.